heavenly father we thank you for your spirit that has led us into your court indeed lord we are living in serious times and lord we need to hear from you tonight we invite your presence to be with us and indeed fill us lord with your holy spirit so that we will be better people in jesus name we pray Good night everyone. Are you happy to be in God's presence tonight? Indeed, we ought to be grateful and thankful because our Savior is here meeting with us so we could have been at no better place than to be in his presence. I want to invite, uh, extend welcome to each and everyone present i'm happy to see you i'm looking at my big cousin happy to see you ma'am and the rest of family and all the visitors who are here we are so grateful for your presence and we pray that as you worship with us tonight you will be blessed spiritually and physically the days are serious very serious time and as I contemplate this message my mind goes back to King Hezekiah and he, King Hezekiah was sick unto death the Bible says and he sent the prophet to him and he told him 2nd Kings 20 and verse 1 that he should put his house in order sick the same message goes out to us as persons who are living in the last days that we should put our homes in order. The message is both for the Christian and the non-Christian. We should put our homes in order because Jesus is coming soon. The loving Savior who we believe like Job Job says in Job 19, verse 25 down, For I know that my Redeemer liveth, and that he shall stand at the latter day upon the earth. Job said, Though worms destroy his flesh, he knows his confident that he will see God that God is coming soon and he's coming for a prepared people that God is a capable God who can remedy your affliction with sin he is a God that has 
prescription for every ailment, for every sin. He can fill us with the Holy Spirit. He can give us victory. Jeremiah chapter 31. Very powerful text. In the historic context, it was given to the Israelites as a assurance that God will bring them back together as a nation. Jeremiah 31 and verse 4 says, Again, I will build thee, and thou shalt be built, O virgin of Israel. Thou shalt again be adorned with thy tibrets, and shall go forth in the dances of them that make merry. The Lord is saying to his people today that he can make us better people. He is saying it to Christians, he is saying it to non-Christians, I can make you better than you are today. And that's the message that I bring, that my only hope is in Jesus Christ. Romans chapter 13 is, is a message to those who are called by his name. Romans 13, 11 onwards is a warning to Christians and non-Christians. It is a warning to the baptized and the unbaptized that the time in which we live is serious time. It is a warning to those who are called by God's name that they should live the life that comes. It is a warning to those who are hearing the messages. Night after night, Sabbath after Sabbath, time after time, that we need to make a decision for Jesus Christ. It is a warning that we should walk between the white line because the days are evil. The time is at hand. The Bible says, and that knowing the time, that now it is high time to awake out of sleep. Christians need to shine light, but they can't shine light when you are asleep. Christians need to speak to others about Jesus Christ and his soon coming, but you cannot do it if you are spiritually dead. God is calling on Christians tonight, calling on Bellevue tonight to go and be a witness for him because the time is used. He's calling calling to those who are listening who have not yet accepted him as their personal savior not to put off that appointment for a more convenient time there is no more convenient time than the present god wants us to understand for now is our salvation nearer than when we believe but the converse is also true. That your destruction is near if you fail to accept him as your personal savior. A lot of persons 
are deluded. They are thinking that they have more time. The young is saying, I am far from three, four, and ten. The old, sometimes they are saying that I've gone past my three score and ten. I have nothing left to give to the Lord. But the Lord wants the young and the old to understand that his hand of mercy is still extended. The hand of mercy is still extended. Even though the night is far spent and the day is at hand, God in his wisdom and in his mercy have still extended to us probationary time. Extra time. We must not allow the extra time to finish and we have not made our calling an election show. The Lord is saying to us, especially those of us who are Christians, who have laid hold on the plan of salvation that we need to fix up ourselves. He's saying to those who have not yet committed to full baptism, to baptism and the full walk, the public walk, to do so now. He is calling us to cast off the works of darkness and put on the armor of light. In verse 13, the Lord says, let us walk honestly, circumspectly, as in the day, not in rioting, not in drunkenness, not in chambering and wantonness, not in strife, but put ye on the Lord Jesus Christ and make not what now? Provision for the flesh. And here's where the devil is scoring some points in the game. He is putting in the minds of Christians, of people, that there are some things that they can do because it is pleasing to them. But the Lord wants us to follow his will. It is his will that should please us. It is his will that should motivate us. We should not be motivated by our own pleasures, but we should try each day to please the Almighty God. Ephesians chapter 5. Very powerful text for us. Ephesians 5. And I'll start at verse 14. Wherefore, he said, Awake thou that sleepest, and arise from the dead, and Christ shall give thee life. And I want to take some time with this text. If you are not in full obedience to the commandments of God, you are spiritually dead. If 
know the requirements of God and you turn your back against it because you are pleasing man, you are spiritually dead. If you have form of godliness, but you are not showing your love to Christ by keeping his commandments, you are spiritually dead. And the Lord is saying to those who are spiritually dead, awake, thou that sleepest, arise from the dead, and Christ shall give thee life. It is a hard text, but it must be preached to the people. God is calling us to stop serving half-heartedly and to give him our full heart Full obedience or none at all. That's how he counts it. If you are 99% right, and 1% wrong, it is 100% wrong with the Lord Jesus. This probationary time that the Lord has given to us is to commit all the way 100% to obey, obey His words. And that is why He says, if you want now, love me keep my commandments. You see, in failing to keep the commandments of God, we are committing sin and the wages of sin, according to the scripture, is what? Is death. Sin separates us from the love of God. And if we are not covered by the love of God, we are slated for destruction. Those who fail to accept the love of God cannot claim the benefits that have been derived from Calvary's cross. Cannot claim the benefits of the supreme sacrifice. You see, when we accept God and commit to full obedience to Him, He substitutes our past with His perfect record. He places in our stead his perfect record. And when our names are called and the judgment goes on now, the Lord says, when Kirk Robinson's name is called, because I have accepted him as my personal savior, because his Holy Spirit lives in me, he will say to the Father, my blood is sufficient for you. But if I fail to accept him fully and have sin in my life, the Lord loved me as he does. And he loves us, brethren, with an everlasting love. He cannot plead his blood on our behalf. The Lord is saying in Ephesians, we should arise from the dead. See then that he walk how? Circumspectly. Not as fools, but as wise. 
And, and, and Solomon defines who is wise. A wise man is one who loves God. A wise man is one who follows the commands of God. And there is no getting around obedience to the Lord Jesus Christ. He who willfully sins is united with Satan. Sin separates us from God. From God. Well, he who willfully sins in his separation from God becomes what now? United with Satan. You see, there is no middle ground. You're either on the side of God or you're on the side of the devil. No middle ground. God is calling everyone to come out from among those who are intent. As a matter of fact, he's calling us to come out from the world and sin. To run away from Satan and come to him so that he can cleanse us. So that he can make us better people. You know, sin is a taskmaster. And he pays one ultimate payment. And that is sin. And its originator, Satan, do not like you, don't love you. Satan has many inducements that he puts out there to attract us and they are alluring. Indeed, they are mesmerizing. Indeed, many people find pleasure in them. But you can never work your way out of sinfulness. You have to be rescued by Jesus Christ. And Jesus is still in the rescuing business. His hand is still extended to rescue those who want to be rescued. Romans chapter 6, 16 to 23 tells us, Know ye not that to whom ye yield yourselves servants to obey, his servants ye are to whom he obey, whether of sin unto what now? Death. Or of obedience unto, unto righteousness. But God be thanked that ye were the servants of sin. 
We were before we accepted Christ. Servants of sin. Doers of wrong. Presumptuous in our undertakings. And, and, and as Christians, we sometimes contemplate our past. And um, sometimes we become discouraged. But I can tell you this. Whereas you contemplate because you don't want to go back, do not become disillusioned because Christ has written, he has crossed them off the record. He has made our records clean. We are no longer servants of sin. We are indeed servants of God. We want others to be servants of God too. Because many persons out there are in some positions that are causing them pain. They need to hear a word from God. And the word is, I still love you. That's the word from God. I still love you with an everlasting love. With a love that will never die. With a love that will empty heaven of every angel to protect you from heaven. That's the love that Christ loves us with. There are persons out there who wants to hear a word from the Lord that you have an opportunity to bring and truth be told, sometimes we are not doing the work that God has laid on our hearts. But ye have obeyed from the heart that form of doctrine which was delivered you. Being then made free from sin, ye became the servants of righteousness. I speak after the manner of men because of the infirmity of your flesh for as ye have yielded your members servants to uncleanness and to iniquity unto iniquity even so no yield your members servants to righteousness unto holiness that is the word tonight to those who have not yet accepted Christ as their savior become free in Jesus Christ he still is there waiting for us. And, and you know what? The devil does not control you. He can't control you against your own will. It is you who give him preeminence in your life. The choice as to who is your controller is yours. If you are being run around by the devil, is you give him the steering wheel in your life. The Lord wants control, but he cannot wrestle the devil for you unless you give him permission. The devil can't push you around unless you permit him. Because my mighty defender, the Lord Jesus Christ, says to everyone that when the enemy shall come upon us like a what now? Like a flood, 
He, the Spirit will lift up a standard against him. We are defended by one who loves us with an everlasting love. Amen. Don't yield to sin and let Satan control you. Yield to righteousness. Yield to obedience and let the Lord control you. Obedience to God's word delivers one from sin's power. When we accept the gift, we will become free from sin's curse. Because indeed, it says in from 21 down, same Romans 6, what fruit had ye then in those things whereof ye are now ashamed? For the end of those things is death. But no, being made free from sin and become servants of God, ye have your fruit unto holiness and the end everlasting life. For the wages of sin is death but what now the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ Amen. the Bible is clear that if we want to be free that if we want life eternal that if we want the defense of the heavenly army headed by the captain Jesus Christ, we must put ourselves under his control. The Lord is not slack concerning his promises. Indeed, the only way for salvation is through Jesus Christ. And as I take my last few texts, John chapter 3, we read the scriptures from the mouth of Jesus. John chapter 3 starting at verse 14. And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted. That whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes, not just know, but do, that's what believing means. Because a lot of persons know, but they are not what now? Doing. In other words, they are not seeking to please God. They, 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 they hear only, but do not. They, they rather the things that the world has to offer. But these things are temporary. Solomon had all of them. What do you think you want now that Solomon didn't have? You want a four ream? Well, Solomon had his in his time made of pure gold. You want a king-sized bed 
with this and that and house on the hill with all the fandangles, Solomon's wife's throne, the price of it could run Jamaica for 50 years. And that was what his, one of his wife was sitting on. Can you imagine what he was sitting on? <laughs> and in the end, Solomon said, all is vanity. And what? Vexation of spirit. He concluded that it is the whole duty of man to do what? Serve God. What do you think the world has that Solomon didn't have? If it's woman, he had 1,000. If it's music, he had many. If it's knowledge, he had libraries upon libraries. He had everything. And yet, he wasn't satisfied. The only satisfier is Jesus Christ. Yeah. Many persons are lusting after the world and running from the church, trying to find things out there. Trying to find happiness. Being fooled by the advertisement of the devil. But when they pull apart the curtain and look at the product, it's death and destruction and happiness. The Lord is saying, come home to his children. The Lord is saying to the young and to the old, don't try and reinvent the wheel. Learn from the experience of others. Others who have take up the plow and look back. Look at them. If they don't come back, they're going to be lost. Some of us in here may be tempted to go there. The counsel to you tonight is still hold on to the man Christ Jesus. Nobody can trouble you for you to run this God. No. God is the defender of his people. He regards his people as the, the apple of his eye. Then there are others who are listening to other voices that are telling them that salvation can be found outside of Christ. And, and um, brethren, the voices are many, yeah. but the solutions are all false. You can't work your way into heaven. It has to be a gift from Jesus Christ. Acts 4, my last text. Be it known, verse 10, down. Be it known unto you all and to all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom he crucified, whom God raised from the dead, even by him doth this man stand here before you whole. This is the stone which was set at naught of you builders, which is become the head of the corn. 
Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men, whereby we must be saved. It's Jesus. Jesus stretched out and Calvary's cross. That same Jesus who would have called 10,000 angels. He didn't need so much. One would have been. But he could have called his angels. He could have said to his father, I am not going any further with this plan. Release me. And I tell you this, if God never dark in the skies, the angels would have broke ranks to save their captain. But the captain died for you. He looked up and, and I wonder why he did it. Because of my humanness, no, because after me go all the way and talk to you and preach to you, the same people who were putting out palm branches and taking off their coat and putting it down for me to ride on the donkey and were calling me Hosanna, Hosanna, were the same ones who said, give us Barabbas. But he did it because he loved us yeah. with an everlasting love. Yeah. And that's the beauty about love. You don't need a reason. God don't need a reason to love you. He just loves you. Amen. You must love him back. Love him back. Love him back because those who love him, he is going to save them for time and for eternity. He has a home prepared for us. Enoch loved God. Enoch loved God. And God rewarded Enoch. God rewarded Enoch. And I crave your indulgence tonight. Crave it. Because I want to read something for you. So I'll take five more minutes. Christian Experience and Teachings by Ellen G. White speaks to the experience of Enoch. Enoch obeyed God in an environment worse than ours. Enoch lived in the antediluvian world, but Enoch served God despite the challenges. She said, Then I was taken to a world which had seven moons. There I saw good old Enoch, who had been translated. On his right hand he bore a glorious palm, and on each leaf was written, Victory. Around his head was a dazzling white wreath, and the, le and the leaves, and the leaves on the wreath, 
and in the middle of each leaf was written purity. And around the wreath were stones of various colors that shone brighter than the stars and cast a reflection upon the letters and magnified them. On the back part of his head was a bow that confined the wreath and upon the bow was written holiness. Above the wreath was a lovely crown that shone brighter than the sun. I asked him if this was the place he was taken from the earth and he said it is not. The city is my home. And I have come to visit this place. He moves about the place as if perfectly at home. I begged my attending angel to let me remain in that place. I could not bear the thought of going back to this dark world again. Then the angel said, you must go back. And if you are faithful, you with the 144,000 shall have the privilege of visiting all the worlds and viewing the handiwork of God. If Enoch is a beneficiary because of his obedience to God, you and I can benefit too from our obedience. The Lord is saying to you and I tonight, break up your follow God. For the night is far spent. It is about time for Jesus to come. Yes. Let us make our calling and our election true. Amen.
abides with us still and with all